Hayes. Tan Talk. Entertaining and informative radio for the Sunshine State. This is Robert from Nostalgic Video and Cars, here to tell you about Bellador's Pizza and Pasta, where the food is fresh, the sauce homemade, and the price is fantastic. They offer Chicago-style stuffed crust pizza, New York-style pizza, calzones, strombolis, pasta entrees, beer one, and great desserts. They even make their bread fresh daily. Hey, they offer catering, and any order over 10 bucks, free delivery. So give them a call at 727-581-5000. Place your order now. They're located at 131 Clearwater Lager Road near downtown Largo, or visit their website, belladorspizza.com. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. I'd like to tell you about Naughty Nancy. No, this isn't a story about a bad girl. This is a truth about a great place to eat and hang out. Naughty Nancy's Food Shack, located at 700 Eldridge Street in the downtown Clearwater area, is a quaint little place nestled under some huge oak trees serving great food and drink and a wonderful, friendly atmosphere. That's Naughty Nancy's, 727-446-3717. They have 10 daily specials as well as many different styles of cooking from Cajun, New England, Country, Gourmet, and even Short Order, prepared just the way you want it. So check out this groovy little dew drop in right on the trail. So jog up to her front door, ride up on your bicycle, drive up in your car, or pull up on your motorcycle. And visit my friend Nancy and place your order. That's Naughty Nancy's, 727-446-3717. Hey, mention Nostalgic Radio and Cars and you might get a free drink. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends Corey, Jed, and Kirk at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for or takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. Fight it, chick. I uh, gotta get out there and drag it with the gases. Uh, otherwise, dollar might blow by cool. I'm gonna build us a car that I'm going to take to the drag races next Saturday, and that I personally will win back our car from this lead-foot bailer by beating him at his own game. Okay, you can bring her out now, Grandpa. 
for you, Grandpa. This is quite an attractive vehicle. Detroit could take a lesson from this design. Look, there's Grandpa at the starting line. Oh! Body and Sherman here. Set the way back machine. We enter the way back and we're immediately hurtled back through time and space. Hey, y'all, what do you get when you cross Suzanne Summers and Goldie Hahn? You get Linda Vaughn. And I'm listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Why don't you? Hey, listeners, welcome. You're tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. Running your computers and Google, TanTalk1340.com, and you can see us live here in the studio. Wow, you know what? We're uh, two days away from Halloween. But anyway, how you doing tonight, Chris? I'm doing good. I'm not big of a ha- not much of a Halloween guy. You're not much of a Halloween guy? No. Are you? Uh, yeah, I kind of get into the spirit of things a little bit. Sure, why and not? By in the spirit, what do you mean? You, my pretty. <laughs> <laughs> and then, <laughs> oh, God, please, please don't well, yeah. ever do that again. <laughs> you know, I forgot to tell you that was in the sound effects file, but I figured I'd just go ahead and improvise that you one. You don't since need I the sound effect file I, with that. No, I don't. <laughs> okay, right. I want to drink your blood. <laughs> No, this, was, this, this, <laughs> this wasn't scripted either. I just figured I'd do that. But anyway, when you computers at Google, TadTalk1340.com. Like I said, you can see us live here in the studio. Be sure to check out our website, GolfStreamMotorsports.com. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, Nostalgic Radio and Cars, Golfstream Motorsports. If you've missed any of our past shows, you can find them on our website, GolfStreamMotorsports.com, in our podcast section. Now, Chris, since this is an automotive show, I know you're all excited because this is what? Give us like a two-minute update on the ball game because I know you're you're frothing at the bit right now. Oh, the World Series? The world, that's it. That's it. <laughs> the ball game? <laughs> The ball game. <laughs> the ball game. I like how you... Well put, Robert. <laughs> uh, game seven. Game seven. So, for those of you non-baseball fanatics, yeah. basically, whoever wins tonight, this is the last game of the season, no matter what. No matter what. After tonight, there is no more Major League Baseball until 2015. So, for those of you who hate baseball... Congratulations. Today is the last game that you'll ever have to worry about hearing well, until no, 2015. Actually, I don't mind baseball and I don't mind football. I'm just not a, I'm definitely not a basketball fan. Couldn't care less yeah, about I don't that. Like, I'm not a big NBA guy. But, but I, I'm a sports guy in general. So if I, I'll watch. I would watch an NBA game before I watched pretty much anything else on TV. Would you? Just because I'm a sports guy. Okay. But yeah. I. You know, if you had. If you asked me to rank my top five sports, the NBA would probably be. Way down the bottom. Or fifth. Yeah, yeah, it's not. So not a golf there. would be above NBA, right? Uh, I don't know. 
It depends. I'd rather watch the Masters. I'd rather watch the Masters than a regular season random NBA game. Okay, how about like uh, polo or croquet or something like that, or, or bocce ball? Even that would be that would rank a bunk. Um, if above, you find but, a television broadcast <laughs> network that's going to put croquet and bocce, bocce on television, <laughs> then we'll have that discussion. Okay. Well, and now if, wait a minute. You're going to do your own radio show here called The Sports Guy, right? So well, yeah, but I mean, do you want? me to talk about croquet and bocce ball and shuffleboard if you want this i can is, start there is a shuffleboard league somewhere <laughs> we're in clearwater florida i bet you there's plenty of shuffleboard leagues as a matter of fact if you're involved in a shuffleboard league why don't you give us a call at 727-441-3000 actually right down the street on the other side of the road down here on uh, clearwater lugger road or whatever it is edgewater whatever it's going to dunedin there's a big shuffleboard thingy on the right side there before you get to the pond downtown st pete there's the um Shuffleboard uh, Country Club. I feel, I don't forget what it's called, but I've been a couple times. If you go on Friday night, yeah, Friday night from seven p.m. to eleven p.m. Uh huh. Um, it, you just go. It's free, and you can you know BYOB if you want to have a couple drinks. You can show up with a cooler. Okay. They give you all the equipment. You just sit there for a couple hours and play shuffleboard. There you go. It's all great. right. <laughs> We'll have to do that sometime. Anyway. Nah, we're making ourselves look really <laughs> old. You know? Hey, then you know what the nickname back in the old days that Johnny Carson used to talk about on the show and on the time the show? They St. Petersburg had a nickname. It was called Wrinkle City. You sure that was St. Petersburg and not yeah. like Venice? No, no, no. Venice is just a sleepy little upscale kind of town. No, it's, it was actually St. Petersburg, Wrinkle City. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's get back to my show since it's not, <laughs> since we're automotive oriented. But let, let me give you an update of what's going on here. This weekend, we got the other half of the uh, big festival car dewahickey thingy going on up in uh, Hutchinson Island and Hilton Head. It's the Hilton Head Concourse. And I will talk about Hutchinson Island a little bit later in the show because we had a spectacular time up here. Me and my buddy Mike from uh, Hollywood Car Auctions and Festivals of Speed. But next week, the big deal is SEMA. This weekend, don't forget... Up in uh, Clearwater, the Mason-Dixon uh, car show. Those of you who know Terry Hunt, he has the Terry and Rhonda, or Rhonda and Terry annual car show. It's always the first weekend, the first Sunday of the month in November. It's a food drive. Uh, I think you can look it up on the website. There's some information on that. Let's see. Pascal Bub Jam is next month. Billetproof. We just missed it. Unfortunately, I was en route back from Savannah, so I couldn't get to that. That was this past Sunday, so I'm going to have to find out what was going on there. But that's cool. We usually do that every year. That's like the vintage car nostalgic drag race thing that they have. Run what you brung type deal. Even your scooters um, over at Lakeland International Raceway or Lakeland. Call it Lakeland Mud Bog now because they do mud races over there, too. Uh, HSR 24-hour at Daytona. That's next month. Winter Park Concourse also next month. Festivals of Speed first weekend in Sunday. First weekend in Sunday. First weekend in December. Zephyr Hills is next month. Moultrie's next month. Blast Friday is this weekend. And I think that pretty much covers everything. And uh, this weekend also in Pinellas Park on Friday. Saturday is the Born to Ride Jam. And I think we're going to have a representative or the promoter from Born to Ride Jam on the radio show here in a little bit. Is he on the line or? No, not yet. I'm not sure yet. We're still trying to get him. Well, I'll tell you what we'll do in the meantime. We got something queued up on the uh, turn up table there. Something you can play. Something to kind of pass time for a second while I regroup here. And me need to regroup. I'll tell you what. Let me talk about uh, Hutchinson Island. There was a very, very cool vintage race going on up there. And what was real interesting, a lot of small bore cars for a change. You know, normally when you go to the vintage races, you see a lot of big, big, big high horsepower cars, a lot of Trans Am cars, a lot of high powered road races cars. But they had a lot of Alphas, they had MGs, they had little Elvas, they had little uh, Lotus 7s, Lotus 11s. I mean, just cool little stuff, you know. Little, uh, there was actually a couple Carmen Gies out there racing. There was a guy out there that had, there was three Corvairs out there. One had a V8 in it, one had, and the other two had uh, their little flat sixes in it. So it was pretty cool. 
But anyway, we got something queued up there. Is it? I hear something in the background there. Okay. Oh, hey, this is a cool song. 1970, Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Lucretia McKeevil. Hey, you're tuning into Nostalgic Radio Cars. Don't go away. Don't touch that dial. We will be right back. We got a great show for you tonight. We're going to be talking about SEMA. Stick around. We'll be right back.
This is Robert from Nostalgic Video and Cars, here to tell you about Bellador's Pizza and Pasta, where the food is fresh, the sauce homemade, and the price is fantastic. They offer Chicago-style stuffed crust pizza, New York-style pizza, calzones, strombolis, pasta entrees, beer wine, and great desserts. They even make the bread fresh daily. Hey, they offer catering, and any order over 10 bucks, free delivery. So give them a call at 727-581-5000. Place your order now. They're located at 131 Clearwater Largo Road, near downtown Largo. Or visit their website, belladorspizza.com. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends Corey, Jed, and Kirk at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. Tom Mondes McEwen, you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Your show's great. <laughs> Thanks, Tom McEwen. I like that one. That was a real good one. Hey, you're tuning into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. I'm your show host, Robert. We're back. Right, Chris? We're back. We're back. So, what are you going to dress up as Halloween? Uh, I don't... So, I said I'm not a big Halloween guy. Um, yeah? I... Because I'm in a relationship, a lot of times you get the let's do a a, a joint costume idea. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so we thought about dressing up as. Have you ever seen Jeff Dunham? Oh yeah, and uh, his little Ahmed. Yeah, so I was going to dress up as Ahmed the Dead Terrorist, and my, my girlfriend. I kill you! I kill, I kill you! you. <laughs> um, and my girlfriend was going to dress up as a bomb. As a bomb. <laughs> and we were going to go, which I thought was great. Silence! I kill you. That's cool. I like that. <laughs> But yeah, I I don't know. I mean, because we'll it wouldn't it would work out doing Bubba J. No, watching NASCAR drinking beer. I like beer. Watching NASCAR and drinking beer. I'm <laughs> <laughs> beer. I kill you. I kill, I kill you. you. <laughs> oh jeez. But anyway, all right. So. Uh, we haven't got Frank on the line yet, have we? No. He never called back. Okay, well, anyway, so let's just talk a little bit about Born to Ride, because uh, we will be down there. We're supposed to get some tickets for that. So, uh, you know what? Normally, I would do the phone giveaway, but I'm just going to go ahead and crapshoot it. If you want to call in right now, the 10th caller, the 10th caller, give us a shout here. It's uh, you got to remember the number if you're going to give away a prize. I'm trying to figure out what song that is. It's kind of spooky in the background there. What's that one out of? This is my favorite scary movie. Which one is it? As a matter of fact, is we, it should, scary movie? we should give away tickets to whoever can call in and name this movie. Uh, there you go. All right, I like that one better. Yeah, if you can call in 10th caller, it names the... Uh, don't say anything. The theme song. What movie is this the theme, the give, theme song for? Yeah, give us a call here at the studio. 727-441-3000. 727-441-3000. I like that. That's actually kind of a nice, uh, nice jingle. 
You could have played, you know what, really good, if you can find it, Tubular Bells from Exorcist. Okay. You got that. You can play that if you want to, you know, bed that somewhere down the, down the, down the road there. Yeah, we'll get it. Okay. We'll All get right. it for later on. You're getting into this. I see that. <laughs> Is this a slasher movie? Um, Is that a hint? Not a slasher movie, but it's a... Pretty spooky movie? It's, yeah. And there's a new one coming out. Oh, there's like a sequel? Yeah, it's not really a sequel. It's more like a sequel times six. On uh, sequel times six? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I, I think I might have just given it away to anyone who's <laughs> into movies at all. It's not a scary movie, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. Scary movie is not a scary movie. It's a comedy. It's a comedy, right. Yeah, I know. But You're I thinking of Scream. Scream, that's it, yeah. No, this is a lot more gory. This is more gory? Uh-oh. Uh-oh, Uh-oh. there we go. There I need we the go. Phone. I need the phone. You might have it. a winner. You might have a winner. Anyway, hey, you're tuning into Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and we were just jabber jibber jabbering about uh, Halloween. Hey, don't forget this Friday, downtown Clearwater, Blast Friday. Of course, it's the last Friday of every month. It's Blast Friday. You got that giggle on your face. We got a winner? We do not have a winner. I love when people call and they get the, the wrong answer. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, they think they're they good. have it. They're like, I got it. I know I it. it. I know it. And then they're like, is it, is it The Walking Dead? Nope. Not nope, the Walking nope, Dead. Nope, 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 so for nope. those of you out there listening, try back. Try I'll back. give you a hint. It's not the Walking Dead. Okay, 727-441-3000. <laughs> give us a call. And you won some tickets to Born to Ride. That's the whole idea. We're going to give you tickets to the Born to Ride contest. And I will, I will, I will get those as soon as Fright calls in. Even if he does it, you leave your name and number and your phone number and an address. We will get you the tickets. Hey, you know what? Um, what do we else? What do we got going on? Oh, let me talk a little bit about Hutchinson Island this past weekend. Now, you guys know that I'm a real, 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 real big uh, vintage car guy, okay? And I love vintage racing. And I'd never been up to Hutchinson Island before, and it was really kind of cool because you come over the bridge in Savannah, and right across the river there is Hutchinson Island. Okay, as the story goes, it was developed by a developer many, many years ago, and it was supposed to be uh, kind of like a hotel complex, a small subdivision, a commerce center, a commerce park, and all that kind of stuff. And the road coincidentally happened to be laid out kind of like a racetrack because the developer was a race car enthusiast kind of guy. So the they had one race up there, and it was originally designated to be kind of like a support race for IndyCar, and it was to run the Indy Lights, which is uh, the lower horsepower, smaller version, kind of a scaled-down version of the uh, of genuine, full-size, full-blown, killer, super-duper Indy cars, okay? And I guess they ran one race there, and then uh, there were some issues, and then the thing just kind of disappeared. But anyway, so somebody got a hold of it, and they revamped it. So now I think this is the second year that they've actually had the races up there, and it was spectacular. It's a really cool course. It's a really tricky course. It's very technical. Technical course means that it's got a lot of turns, got elevations, um, some hard braking, you know, negative camber turns, you know, all kinds of stuff, decreasing turns, all kinds of stuff that just throw your car all out of whack and just, you know, the superior driver wins. So uh, the guys up there, they either loved it or they hate it. But it was ideal for small bore cars because they could get up just fast enough to go really, really quick on the straightaways. But the, the way the turns were laid out, they didn't really have to slow down so much to make it through the turns because the turns were actually set up for smaller, medium horse horsepower cars you know if you had a real serious horsepower car five six seven hundred horsepower something like that you know like maybe a big giant killer you know cobra or something like that or a trans am car it might be a little more car for that track but it worked out really really well they had a total of 165 cars show up which is about a 30 percent increase of what they had last year everybody had an exciting time they had a great party at the uh, weston hotel i mean it was a lot of fun 
And um, and the next day, like I said, the races. It was actually not really races when I was there on Saturday because the races were actually Sunday. We were there on on Saturday, and basically it was like time trials. But it was really cool. It's just neat to be able to just walk around the pits and look at these cars. Like I was telling you, there's a guy that had this uh, Corvair that he had a V8 motor in it, and the engine was sitting, you know, mid-engine type deal. And he did a really, really nice job. And he actually, what he did is he re- he's out of Atlanta, and his name was Mike, and he replicated the car that him and his buddy built back in the 70s and campaigned at Road Atlanta and Roebling Road and a few places like that, you know, up in the uh, southeast there and uh, up at um, Charlotte because they have an infield. And Atlanta Motor Speedway also has an infield uh, road course. And... Um, so this is a really cool car. It was, uh, was kind of like a recreation of what he had. And he actually was able to scavenge some parts off that original car. And the reason they didn't use the original cars is because, unfortunately, he got kicked out the door, sat out in the back, and then they couldn't use it. But they were able to salvage parts off of it. So part of that car was still going down the road. So it was a pretty cool nostalgia thing. And then there was a number of guys there that had some vintage cars. There was a guy that's from our area here. Uh, I won't mention his name. Nice guy. And he had a 63 Corvette. And I think that car's been a road race car for probably 30 plus years that i know of and uh, he was up there having a good time there was guys from new york there's guys from canada my friend don uh he was up there he had his panos his uh penske chevrolet powered prepared built killer super duper panos up there and he did very well he came in first in his class i think he came in second overall did real well in the enduro in fact he was even fortunate enough that when they were taking a picture uh, when the staff from the uh, Savannah News was out there for the for the local publication there, they happened to catch his car going down the track. And it's really neat because it was on the back straightaway, right where there's like a little bit of a, I don't want to call it a chicane, but there's a, left, there's a left-hander there. And uh, so the car kind of banked a little bit. And it just did a beautiful photograph of his car. His car's red and white, so it's very photogenic. And it's got it's a really nice color combination, or, or paints combination, rather. And uh, so he was all excited about that. So not only did he do real about the track, he got his car on the cover of the local newspaper there. And uh, it was all good for everybody. And um, so next year, we're planning on doing that. But in the meantime, I think it's time to get one of our, uh, our guests for the afternoon on. So what we're going to do... Well, we already played our commercials, didn't we? I think we might as well just go ahead and fire up the uh, turn-up table. Turn-up. <laughs> turn-up. Turn-em-up table. I don't like turn-up. Turn you don't like turn-up either? No. Turn-up. All right, let's turn it up. Turn, turn it up. Turn, turn it up, what turn up? up? I don't know. Turn up the ra- the record. I'll get you, my pretty. Here we go. That's the beauty of live radio. Anything can happen. As a matter of fact, I have to apologize. No, I don't really need to apologize. We had a technical problem last night. That's why we didn't do our show on Tuesday, which is when we typically do our show. But we got four computers here, and they don't always like to talk to each other. Is that is that probably the right way to say that? Yeah, they don't like to talk to each other. So the the so the 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 we needed an interpreter between two computers, and then we couldn't find one. So we said. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I like that. That's a good one. <laughs> and uh, and uh, so we just said, uh, you know, 20 minutes into the show, we still haven't got the thing resolved. So we said, all right, let's do this. Let's postpone it till Wednesday, which is our original day anyway. But due to the fact that we get bumped every once in a while because of those b-ball games or some sort of ball game. Uh, we decided to move our day. You to really t- don't like sports, man. <laughs> wow. You must be so happy that tonight's Game 7 of the World Series and you don't have to worry about baseball anymore. Uh, not really. It doesn't matter to me one way or the other. You I know that the NBA to. season started last night. Silence! I kill you! <laughs> 
That's terrible. Yeah, how you like me that, now? That's probably that's that's probably the one. <laughs> Hate to be the bearer of bad news. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay. On that note, <sighs> hey, I like this song. This is Vehicle Baby, or Vehicle, by uh, Ides of March. Matter of fact, I think this band's out of uh, Chicago, but I'm not sure. But anyway, hey, you're tuning into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We'll be back in a short chart with our guest guest. Right, Chris, Chris? <laughs> you are correct, Chris. That is a truth fact. are as various as the people who craft them and as singular as a fingerprint. Cars are what we all have in common, but hot rodders and customizers embrace them in a way that nobody else does. They use their cars not only as transportation, but as a means of creating something almost from scratch that they could call their own. 
The classic customs and hot rods from decades past are cherished by collectors and showcased in galleries and museums. But for most customizers, the point isn't to create a museum piece or even a prize for best in show. It's to move on down the road to see and be seen. One of the commonalities between hot rods, low riders, tuners, is that they can be built piece by piece by piece by piece. These cars are like oysters, you know, one layer after another. Whatever its vintage, restructuring an automobile to enhance its style is hard physical work. The car represents an art form. The only difference between us and people that put it on paper is we do our art and then we drive it around. That's what we do. Hi, this is Dave McClellan, the voice of NHRA. You're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Okay, we're back, and you're tuning in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. It's time to introduce our special guest for the evening. This gentleman, well, you hear me talking about SEMA every year, and you always hear me talking about the four events that you have to go to. You've got to go to Scottsdale, to the Car Week thing that they got going on there in January. Amelia Island, you've got to go to Monterey, and then, of course, you got to wrap it up with SEMA. SEMA is probably the coolest car event if you're a car guy. It's the place to go. I mean, a quarter of a million people show up at that place. It's over a million-some-odd square feet. Anything and everything you can think about that's associated with classic and antique cars and modern-day cars and anything in the aftermarket world. So, anyway, I'm delighted to welcome to the show this evening, Peter McGillivray. He is the VP of Communications and Events for SEMA. Peter, are you there? I am here. How are you doing? Pretty good. So, are you excited? you got a couple days to go, don't you? Well, you know, um, if you uh, can imagine drinking out of a fire hose, um, okay. that's kind of what uh, everybody at the SEMA staff is doing right now. I'm talking to you from the, um, the nerve center of the show. I'm in the show office, and uh, right now, literally... Exhibitors are pouring into the city, into the Las Vegas Convention Center. We have visitors from all over the world uh, attending uh, this year, and they're they're starting to arrive. So it's uh, it really is the jumping off point for uh, for a very big week next week, uh, the SEMA show. So give us give us kind of a rundown of how the whole event takes place. In other words, how soon? So today is Wednesday. And you've got exhibitors showing up. What's give it? Take us through the process a little bit. <laughs> well, it's uh, really uh, we're, we're occupying over a million square feet of exhibit space with uh, nearly two thousand five hundred exhibitors um, that represent the industry in twelve different categories, from mobile electronics, racing and performance, wheel, tire, hot rod. You name it, it's it's under the roof at the, uh, the convention center here. And literally, we're building a city. We're building a city to uh, host this annual trade event and really serve as a showcase for all the cool products and technology and designs for the, the upcoming year. That's the goal. That's the venue and kind of the setup. And really, what we've got to do is roll out the carpet, lay electrical lines, um, start building and assembling this great extravaganza that will take place uh, November 4th through the 7th here at the uh, the convention center. 
What's really cool is this year, um, you may have uh, heard of the the SEMA Cruise, which is the parade of cars that leave the show on Friday at show closing. Well, that parade really hadn't had a destination until this year. It's called SEMA Ignited. So Friday night, we've got a consumer car show, which is all new. Um, as you know, the um, the SEMA show is closed to the general public. And uh, it's it's really been a source of heartburn for us because we know there is and we're grateful for this tremendous amount of consumer interest in the cool industry products. Well, um, this year, by virtue of this Friday evening event, SEMA Ignited, we can satisfy all or at least some of the consumers that uh, want to get a glimpse of what's been going on inside the convention center. So that's what we're uh, and why we're here in Las Vegas so early. Um, and we're just trying to set the stage for all the magic that's about to take place. Is SEMA, or a show comparable to SEMA, found anywhere else on the planet? You know, I really don't think so. Um, there's a lot of fantastic shows. Heck, there's a there's great car shows every weekend. Um, but we play a special role. We We are a trade association that we work as advocates for the industry. So... We've got um, people in Washington, D.C. that are um, fighting unfair legislation, um, protecting our industry and, and everybody's ability to enjoy their, their cars and trucks and SUVs. Um, we do industry research. Um, SEMA is the largest annual gathering of small business in America, and really we see it as our role as their advocates to help them stay in business year after year after year, and to um, to grow their business. And so you've got some of the founders of the organization from from nearly 50 years ago. A lot of them are, are still around, and we hope to act as a resource for them so they can stay in business into the future. So that that's kind of what makes us a little bit different or a lot different than, than other car shows. This is the place where the industry comes, to, to launch their new products. We, we get um, 3,000 media like yourselves um, coming to the show and covering all the great products. This is where the industry comes to unveil them. Those, those manufacturers that make the products are also looking to, um, to distribute them to retail shops and um, through other channels to get to the, the end user, the consumers, that uh, hopefully a lot of them are listening now. Well, they use this show as that unveiling point, that that kickoff point, and uh, so we've got a lot of um, a lot of ways that we uh, help them uh, launch those products. Now, you mentioned earlier that SEMA is closed to the public, but let's just say, what's the bare minimum that you need to be able to uh, experience, and I, and I mean that sincerely, experience SEMA? So, in other words, if somebody has a business license and they're in the car industry, let's just say they have a repair shop or something like that, would they qualify for a uh, ticket to get in there? They would. Okay. Yeah, be- because of the, the business nature of the show, we do have to qualify the attendees, and um, you know, there's there's a lot of um, and a lot, and we try and make it as easy as possible. But but we do require a business qualification. And we've got a great staff of people that uh, that try and streamline that. So whether it's a business card or or some side of some sort of proof that that you're employed, big or small, we don't care. Just as long as you're you're in the industry, you have access. 
Now, name like every year you have like a special function going on. You do some charity stuff, and then you also have some real significant, uh, high profile people in the car industry that show up there. So tell us a little bit about some of those um, um, events. You know, um, it's funny because uh, we've we really do enjoy um, this as kind of a, a meeting place for for. <laughs> current and and future um big shots in, in the industry and um you know the, the I, I i naturally think of great supporters like chip Foos, who um have come to the show um while they were while he was starting out his career chip is partnered with us we've got um global rally cross um having an event on wednesday night we just heard that robbie gordon is going to um do a um uh, an event here at the show um there are so many um activities and um stakeholders from the automakers that are here and from motorsports that really it's it's overwhelming um and a lot of the times we don't even know they're here until they show up i i actually learned today that uh, billy gibbons is going to be here to uh unveil a, a project vehicle that that he's got we really try and refresh and recreate the show year after year. Um, we've got uh, Alex, the original Ice Road trucker. Um, we've got a, uh, a new activity, and we're actually going to make it snow in Las Vegas during the SEMA show and invite him to uh, do a little snow driving. Um, a lot of the, um, the next generation um, drifters, the up-and-comers and the established guys, um, our, you know, Deegan, Pastrano, they're all going to be, be out here. Um, we've partnered with SCORE and the, the Baja 1000. They're actually going to do their qualifying for the Baja 1000 race in Las Vegas. And so all of the top trophy truck drivers are going to be here. Really is just a, a, a star-studded list of um, heavyweights that are, that are going to be uh, participating in this year's show. Wow, that sounds exciting. Now, out out front, Ford typically has a big display out there, and that's kind of where some of the drifting takes place, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, there's the, the Ford out front. We've actually got two tracks um, running concurrently. Um, on the uh, west side of the show, Ford has uh, carved out a bit of space where they're um, doing some uh, ride and drives and product uh, demonstrations. And then on the east side of the show, General Motors does um, those ride and drives as well. You know, that's in addition to half a dozen live TV studios that are, that are here taking place. Um, and then one other activity, we've got the Battle of the Builders. And that's tied into the, um, the Friday night um, activities where we had best builders in the United States apply and submit um, their, their project vehicles. And um, we had a, um, a group of judges who will be narrowing those down to the top 10. Friday night, they come out to our event, SEMA Ignited, and they actually, the, the finalists vote on each other to select the, the the best winner or the the ultimate winner um that's a new new thing for us and uh should be should be a lot of fun to uh to be a part of we're also televising it for velocity uh 
later on in the spring, we'll we'll be airing that uh, that ba- SEMA Battle of the Builders competition. Wow, that sounds exciting! Now, what does that entail? What kind of cars? What's the uh, what's the what's the product? Oh, the 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 the, the uh, what's the word I'm thinking about? <laughs> what's the project? Well, they're um, the the builders represent the the really the diversity of of this industry. So there's going to be the top off-road builders, the top hot rod builders, um, you know, street rods, uh, sport compacts. Um, so really, it's it's supposed to represent the full breadth of of all of the cool things that uh, that our folks and products that uh, that that are manufactured. And um, ultimately, you know, a great a great sport compact builder can appreciate an old school hot rod builder um, because they're they're all wired the same. They they all can appreciate horsepower and performance and design. Um, that's why we have them voting against or voting for each other um, in the final round of eliminations. No, I think that's a great idea. You know, that way you can. It's kind of like a, a popularity contest vote. You know, at a, at a local car show, mm-hmm. so it's, it, it gets yeah. the real players involved. That's a good idea. Yeah. Now, what well, about you know? It'll be it'll be a lot of fun. We uh, we always have uh, Cami Edelbrock come on our show, usually shortly before uh, SEMA, and we have her come on and talk a little bit. And uh, last year, I think, there, or two years ago, I think the the, the girls at uh, SEMA Business Network put together mm-hmm. a Mustang. So, uh, and I was just talk, uh, emailing her back and forth, and she couldn't make it tonight, but um, she said they're working on some sort of a, a hot rod project. What do they got uh, planned for you guys? You know, they haven't... Um they haven't shared that project with me, oh, okay. um, but uh, I, you know, I know based off of what what they've done in previous years and the talent pool that they all represent. Um, you know, that's just going to be one more wow moment at the show. Um, and y- you know, having traveled uh, the aisles, um, it really is every step, every booth has got something amazing and unique in it. So I'm glad they're back with us again this year to. Uh, to be a part of that. Super. Now, who's the entertainment for this uh, this uh, extravaganza this year? We have found out recently that Sinbad is a car guy. Oh, really? And it, uh, it's fun for us because we've um, had uh, some, some had him perform in some other uh, events for us. And when you get an entertainer up there like a Jay Leno, um, that is really into cars, and they can go off their script and just joke with other car guys. That really is the, the that really just hits it out of the park for us. So um, we've asked Sinbad to come and be a part of the uh, the Thursday night industry banquet with Dave McClelland, um and uh, you know hopefully make a uh, a memorable event for us. Super. Okay. Yeah, he was there about three years ago, if I remember correctly, wasn't yep. he? Yeah. Okay. Yep. I mean, you know, we we that that was one of the the high points for us. So uh, we're uh, we're excited to have him back. Okay. And then I think you had Chris Titus a couple of years ago. Chris was there. He's mm-hmm. a car guy. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yep. Super. Well, now the um, and last year you had Neil Young there, and he brought his uh, Link Volt. <laughs> Yeah. And and I, I really I, I had an opportunity to talk to him. He was a pretty cool, dude. I I got into that. So who's who's going to yeah. show up there this year? Well, there's you know our um, our vehicle technology guys. Um, really, he's just got John Warniak has got dozens of the brightest minds um, in 
and stakeholders in building the future of um, of the automobile. Um, so, so John's got a great crew of presenters and speakers who are going to be uh, joining us. We really try to um, with with the VTC, as we call it, really give people a glimpse of what's what's coming. Um, and in that spirit, we um, partnered with Local Motors. Uh, where they're actually going to 3D print a vehicle at the show starting on on Tuesday. And by Friday, it's going to drive out of the SEMA show in the SEMA Cruise Parade to the SEMA Ignited Car Show on Friday night. So vehicle technology has always been a um, an, an element <laughs> of this industry, and we're better no better suited than today um to to address that for our members and uh we're trying to do a lot of activities that that connect them whether it's through 3d printing or um or high resolution scanning um where folks can um prototype parts and then actually print them um and really create the highest quality parts in the shortest amount of time in our history um that that bodes really well for, for our industry. And so we use um, events like the SEMA show to connect with them and, and teach them about advanced manufacturing processes and future technologies. Wow, that is incredible. So they're actually going to build, using these 3D copiers that they have or printers, and they're going to actually build individual components so that a vehicle is actually going to come to life before our very eyes and drive out of yeah. there? And the thing is the size of my house, this 3D printer. They moved it in last night. I, I can't even tell you how many tons it was, but uh, this giant machine that'll start, they'll, they'll fire it up on, uh, on Tuesday, and they'll, they'll start from scratch, and they'll print a vehicle. That's incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. Somebody was talking the other day that on a small scale, retail outlets like Home Depot are going to start selling small scale machines that actually do those, those 3D printers, and be able to, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the first time I saw one of those was actually at PRI, because the PRI used to be here in Florida every uh, every December, and uh, right. yeah. that's an amazing machine. That's just amazing. Well, this this one literally is the size of a house, um, so it'll it'll be fun to, to see that fire up and, and actually build a car. Wow. Now, you, you chuckled a little bit when I mentioned mentioned Neil Young being there last year with his link vote. So why don't you go ahead and expand on that for a second? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't last year, but the, the year before, um, Neil had, uh, I think link Volt won. And, um, right after that show, uh, I think he went home with it and had it in his barn and his barn burned down. Oh, so yes. It went away. And I think, I don't know if he salvaged it or, or rebuilt it or whatever it was, but he's such an enthusiast. He's, he's so passionate about um, this industry and really the future of this industry that uh, it didn't take him long before he, uh, he had another one and he uh, was back at the SEMA show talking about it. So he's uh, obviously a genius when it comes to um, music and entertainment, but he's also one of the passionate, most passionate car guys I, I've, I've ever met. 
Well, when he was up on stage, we talked about that a little bit. And then, and I'm originally from California. And then the car, the guys that built his car was Roy Brizio out of San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And w- when the car did burn down, they retrieved the car. And that is that is actually most of that original car that burned up. And it was oh, okay. there was there was a battery issue in there. And if, as you're probably aware, you know, lithium batteries have a tendency to kind of ignite if they get exposed to uh, uh, you know oxygen. And uh, mm-hmm. so that's kind of what happened in that case. So here, here he came back with an advanced version of it. And what, what impressed me so much was, and this is kind of what Seam was all about. He had basically this biodiesel motor in the front. He had this electronic gizmo in the back. And he had some other little uh, device underneath it that basically propelled the car. It was, let's just say, a, a rear end for all practical purposes. And the fact that he, just like you said, he doesn't give up. He's passionate about the car. And when you see the link build, it looks like a stock car. And it's really kind of like gives those of us that are classic antique car guys diehard car guys old car old style you know conventional guys that there's some hope because we can still drive our cool vintage cars with even if they do away with 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 fossil fuel if you want to use the term you know we've got hope you know and that's that's what was so inspiring about it well and that that really is the the spirit of the sema show it's a place that is supposed to be disruptive it's a place that is supposed to be forward-looking um where where people with new and fresh ideas can come and share them. Um, that's you know that's probably my favorite part of this show is just watching these entrepreneurs um, bring their ideas to this marketplace. And you know, of course, some of them some of them work and some of them don't. But they come back year after year and and keep testing this market and keep really fueling it with with great great visionary ideas. Tell us a little bit about some of the uh, seminars and symposiums that go on, too. Well, it um, really strikes back to the, the original purpose of the, um, of the show. We want to make sure that, in addition to the, the great products um, and the, the great businesses that are here, we, we want people who are visiting to, to learn about best business practices. And um, that, that really runs the gamut of... Um, how to run your business, how to, how to train employees, how to maintain employees. Um, it's, uh, it really is supposed to be one of those resources that, um, that brings people back to the show year after year after year. So it, there's, there's over 60 different seminars um, for, for existing and legacy businesses and, and brand new ones. Um, so we, we want to be known as, as that resource as well. And then they have the uh, the NHRA. Uh, award. There's like an awards dinner there too. I think. Um, no, NHRA does a um, does a breakfast. Okay. Um, and uh, I know they've got John Force and other um, luminaries from the uh, from the from the NHRA um, sanctioning body. And uh, you know they're they're just awesome. They they always put on a, a great show, and it's it's one of the most popular. Uh, um, activities here. Um, it's the best reason to get out of bed on Wednesday morning <laughs> is to, to head to that uh, NHRA breakfast. Okay, and then what about the product awards presentation? Um, well, the the show kicks off on Tuesday with a new products award um, competition. I think there's 14 different categories that uh, the exhibitors here can enter their products in. We want to kick the show off with that competition because we want the winners to have bragging rights throughout the uh, the entire week. 
uh, really what's been nice is we've created a, a system where pretty much everybody gets to, to share in the, in the limelight. And there can, of course, only be one winner. We're just so grateful that folks are doing what they're doing to bring their products to this marketplace, this global marketplace. Uh, we want to reward them all um, because really they are all, they're, it's heroic what they're doing. Um, I can't tell you how many of the times that you'll look at these products and, and the, the owner will be like, you know, the paint's still wet on that. You know, I, I finished that prototype at one thirty in the morning, and I've been working three months straight on it. You know, there's all kinds of great stories like that. So it's um, it really is inspirational and just just a lot of fun to, to meet these um, these builders and uh, these these manufacturers and and see what they're what they're bringing to market. Super. Well, we're just about out of time. If people want to find out more about SEMA, where do they go, Peter? Well, there's there's a couple of different places. Um, I think uh, one path um, and one great way to become involved in SEMA is the SEMA Action Network. We've got a website, SEMASAN.com. Then if you're in the business and uh, want to learn more about what SEMA can do for you um, and what the membership is all about, uh, that's at SEMA.org. And then, of course, there's the SEMA Show. And... Uh, the different ways that people can plug in is either as an exhibitor or attend as a buyer, and that's available at uh, SEMAshow.com. Wow. Well, Peter, I want to thank you very much for taking a few minutes and hanging out with us here. I know you're busy. It's, uh, what, about 5.30 there now, right? Something like that, 5 o'clock? Yeah, it's a little bit in the after, late in the afternoon. Okay. What's the weather like right now? Oh, you know, I, I don't want to mush it, but it's it, it is perfect perfect okay it's probably, <laughs> it's probably i don't know 80 degrees out right now not a cloud in the sky it's beautiful okay really very very nice nice and nice and dry right perfect place for cars <laughs> that's right okay well i look forward to seeing you next year i will be there i want to thank my special guest this evening vice president of communication and events peter mcgillivray right did i pronounce that right you got it okay and uh peter we uh, want to thank you very much for coming on nostalgic radio and cars and we uh, look forward to meeting you next week great thank you take care thank you hey i want to thank all my listeners for tuning in tonight I apologize for being here on Wednesday, but we will be back next Tuesday. I'm not sure what we're going to do. We may be live from SEMA. Okay. So in the meantime, I want everybody to tune in every week, 7 p.m., Tuesday nights. Tell your friends. Check out our website, GulfstreamMotorsports.com. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and Gulfstream Motorsports. Hopefully, we'll see you guys at some of these events this weekend. Don't forget all the car shows. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. That's right. Halloween. We need another... I'll get you, my pretty. I'll get you, my little pretty. In the meantime, everybody, stay safe, drive carefully, love your families.
out of school, but there's a feller in there will pay you $10 if you're singing to his hand. Downtown day. WTAN, Clearwater, Tampa Bay. WDTF, Dade City, Tampa Bay. WZHR, Zephyr Hills, Tampa Bay. Listen. I'll get you, my pretty, and your little dog, too.